0: Welcome to the Dead to the World podcast,
1: Naptime, Naptime Stories.
2: We've got some good ones for you today. And just in case you aren't familiar with our Naptime Stories, this is where we share listener stories. Woo-hoo! All right, Mom, do you want to start? Yeah, I will. I will start. So <laughs> She will start. I mean, I'm very proud of this podcast, and so everywhere I go, I'm talking about it. And, and giving her a little business card. Yeah, and telling people to listen. So today, I actually have stories. One from my chiropractor <laughs> and one from my tattoo guy. Oh, nice. Perfect. So I'll start with the chiropractor, and then I think I'll end the episode with the, with my tattoo guy. Nice. Okay. So uh, my chiropractor, his name is Ned MacArthur.
1: All right, Ned. Yeah. Thanks for cracking our backs. If you need any chiropractic services, Ned, Ned,
2: Ned, Ned. Ned, Ned. Ned. It's no lie. He is awesome. So here it is um so he's he sent this email and says dear don here are the details of the dream we talked about it at our last appointment it was saturday september 4th of 2021 and i hiked nine miles from the grandview trailhead to a spot between gene and dean lakes in the four lakes basin so just so for those of is you that who don't know where we're talking about did? yes this is a real thing okay it was like is that the so i looked it up so this is in the high Uinta mountains in utah oh, okay So it says, I arrived at my campsite in the early afternoon, got set up, and got into my tent for an afternoon nap. While lying there, I heard the sound of voices of other hikers going by, but I didn't look out to see them. Other hikers were somewhat of a surprise as I was in a spot that took a lot of effort to get to, but not entirely out of place as somebody visiting the other lakes in the region would have had to travel past me to get there.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm following. This is all still in real life,
2: right? This is in real life. Just <laughs> I'm like, ah, where's the dream and where's real life? That evening, I spilled food on my pants. I was a mess, so much so that my pants had to be washed, which I did, and hung them on a line overnight to dry. That does, that's important information. Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what does that have to do with me? Uh, that night while sleeping, I heard footsteps around my tent. It sounded like a large animal, so I figured it was like a moose or an elk. For a wire, a wire. Excuse me. For a while, I was hyper aware of what was happening outside, but eventually, I went back to sleep. Later, I awoke again, hearing that same animal walking around my tent. Except this time, I heard some voices—the same voices that I had heard earlier in the afternoon. Instead of an animal, I was hearing people walking around my tent. No, he's, that's a question. Sorry. Instead of an animal, was I hearing people walking around my tent? Now I was really awake. Yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah, me too. I'd be like... All of a sudden, the people started pushing my tent and I began to roll downhill. I was tangled up in my tent yelling, why are you doing this to me? Finally, I came to a stop, got myself untangled from the tent and stepped out. When I got out, I was in the middle of a diner-style restaurant. The room was square in shape with booths around the walls. The benches were a sparkly dark green color. All the booths were occupied and the middle of the room was empty, except for me and my tent. This was when I stepped out of the tent into the diner and realized, I'm dreaming. After that, I slept much more soundly for the rest of the night and I don't remember anything else. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure my brain confused the sound of my pants blowing in the wind as the sound of a walking animal. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I've included pictures of the campsite and a screenshot of the map showing where I was camped so you can have a little context. As you can see, there's not much of a hill, and you can see my pants on the line. The question I have is, was I dreaming when I heard the voices earlier in the afternoon? Or did my brain remember the voices and use them later that night in my dream?
1: Ooh, what? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I was confused there for a while.
2: I know, Sam. I was like, Mom, this isn't... Well, what it's supposed this? to be confusing. <laughs> no, I know. Because but, he was confused. Yeah. Like he literally thought he was hearing animals and that he was hearing people talking and that these people were messing with his tent. But he was dreaming. Until the point he woke up at a restaurant and then it's, oh, wait, like, oh, there is no way dreaming. this is real. That is crazy. <laughs> and it was crazy. It is too funny. So just like the girl said, though, if you're in Utah Valley and you're looking for a great chiropractor, Ned is really great. We've been... How long have we been years? Thinking? It's been like over 10 years, I think, that we've been going to him, and we've been very happy with our chiropractic services. We followed services. him from
0: office to office to That's office. That's true.
2: <laughs> That's true. He has been in, what, four different offices, I think? Yeah. So if you want to check more out about Dr. Ned, go to his website. It's AskDrNed.com. So easy, A-S-K-D-R-N-E-D.com. Nice. Ask Dr. Ned.
1: We'll have to ask him if he's okay with us sharing the pictures he
2: sent us. On Instagram, I believe that he is, but I will double check, and I will also put his like website in our show notes too. So if you forget, perfect. All right, who wanted to go next? Tasha, I guess I can. So Daviana, we've mentioned her before. She's a great listener. Um, yeah, we did. You did an interpretation for her. Yes, about it was a like dream. a ring. It was like and an this engagement story. Yeah, the stream she had. If you want to listen to it. I think it's
0: episode one of our nap times. Yeah. But anyways, so she sent us an email uh, basically mentioning that she's been reading a book and it has talked about dreams. And then it, she thought about the podcast. And so she sent me a few snippets from this book she's been reading. Uh, the book is Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown. And on the front cover of the book, it says Finding Our Way to Love, Joy, and Freedom. Oh, that sounds like a good book. Yeah, I know. I'm She said she really recommend. (laughs) Recommend. Thank you. Recommends (laughs) it. Uh, But anyway, so I'll just kind of start off with what she shares here. So if you purchase the book, it's page 15, she said. Okay. So (laughs) uh, it says, or the author, Tabitha, I had many dreams as a child about various uh, relatives or certain circumstances. They felt like premonitions. One night when I was six or seven years old, I had a dream that I was stuck in an automatic sliding door at a grocery store. I saw myself, my arms, and my legs failing, trying to escape the Flailing. opening. Huh?
2: Flailing. Flailing. How do you guys know what this is going to be? <laughs> because it, your arms flailing. Like they're it like flying like around. I don't know that term. A natural word. For okay. Like this. Their arms and legs <laughs> are flailing. I just don't know that term. <laughs> just picture what it is. I know what it wait, is, wait, but wait. I didn't
0: know that was like a word for but no, it.
2: no, for our listeners. Oh, for our listeners. Just picture one of those like blow-ups at the car lots that like as the air goes up, they like, <laughs> they like, <laughs> they and their arms like fling, Flailing.
0: she could see her arms and legs flailing, flailing trying to escape the opening and closing of the doors on her body she says when i woke up i told my mama and she comforted me later that week i was with my neighbor when we stopped at the grocery store for a few things and honey lo and behold the doors closed right on me just like in my dream
2: oh my gosh
0: i've dreamt about it and it had come to pass
2: Ah, so premonition dream. Premonition. It
0: goes on to say, It was so strange at first uh, to continuously receive these types of visions, but then it just became my normal. I finally said to myself, Oh, wait, this is a gift. I dream things and they happen. It's become a regular thing for me. As I got older, I would talk about my dreams often, and my mama would affirm that she's always known that I've had a gift. This isn't something that's easily to share with people, uh, there is a fear of people saying, oh, she's crazy, or if I were always to tell people that I saw things about their life, they'd probably just slowly back away from me, their faces revealing the skepticism. But there also comes a point in life where in order to be authentic, you have to embrace all of what makes you who you are. As I came into my adulthood, this gift of mine was something I couldn't ignore. Even when I desperately wanted to, I can't control the visions or the dreams. They just happen. Interesting. That's
2: cool. Yeah. So and I also very much agree with her.
0: I do too. Mm-hmm. And then the next little bit that she shares is starting on page 40. Oh, I'm sorry. Where's my mind? Um, 77 okay. and goes to page 80. Oh, okay. So it's a few pages. Um, One night I had a dream about Miss Stella. The only thing I knew about her was that she worked at a receiving dock, and she was an older African-American woman who reminded me of another woman back home at my church. She's just a quiet, nice lady, and I've always been fond of those I consider my elders, and she was no exception. In my dream, she had been opening boxes, and in an accident had cut off two of her fingers. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Her hand began to bleed profusely. Now, by that point, I'd been studying dreams for some time, And I wanted to know more about them because mine are so vivid that in college, I met a professor who shared with me about how to study them and some of the most common interpretations. I knew that when someone dreamed of a person cutting a limb off, it generally means that there's something inside the body that needs to get out. Some type of sickness, something happening in there, and that person may need to seek medical attention immediately. As I've said before, I used to be afraid to share these messages. A person in their right mind who might be skeptical about someone I barely knew to just go up and say, hey, I had a dream about you. And in my dream, you cut your finger off and that means you know good, you need to go see your doctor. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of odd. <laughs> uh, most people are going to think, oh, Lord, this child is crazy. And that had always been a fear of mine when it came to telling people, especially strangers, about my dreams and what they would mean. When I woke up that morning, my spirit was very disturbed for two reasons. One, I was concerned about Miss Stella because I knew what the dream meant, but two, I was very afraid to tell her. So I decided I wasn't gonna say anything. She don't know me, and I don't know her, other than saying hello and giving her a check every Friday. So wait, who is Miss Stella then? So from what I'm gathering, because I don't have all of the information from the book or we haven't we have not read ourselves up to page 76 but, yeah. or 77. <laughs> That I'm thinking it's maybe, like, a landlord or someone she works with or some somebody. Well,
2: probably a landlord like works in check life. every Friday. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, Unless I mean, she buys she something just, But Friday. she said that she reminded her of somebody from church, but it's not the person from church. Yes. yes. Okay, correct. So I it's
1: just someone in her life that she doesn't know super well. Right. She doesn't know her,
0: so it's not like she's going to go up to her and be like, by the way, I had a dream about you, and this is what it was, and da da Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So um, all morning, I sat in my office trying to work, and that was the one thing that kept bothering me. I started to get lightheaded, but I still fought it. Nope, I'm not saying that. I don't know the lady. And then the moment I said it out loud to myself, no. It literally felt like something pushed me out of my chair. I knew that at this point it was a bigger energy telling me that I had to get up and do what I needed to do. I got on a loudspeaker and asked Miss Stella to call the office oh so it is probably somebody she works with then yeah maybe Hmm. anyways I didn't receive a call back immediately so I went on the floor and started to look around until I found her I said Miss Stella I know you don't know me no more than I know you other than me speaking to you every day and giving you your check but I have a gift that I cannot control I dream things and sometimes I see and hear things and I have a message to give She just looked at me. She didn't seem to be too disturbed by what I was saying. You were in my dream last night, I continued. I had a dream that you cut off your finger, and that dream means that you need to go to the doctor immediately. I can't tell you what's wrong. Just please and go get a checkup.
1: Hmm. If someone said that to me, I'd be scared. I'd be like, mm, okay, I'd probably go to the doctor, honestly. I would go to the doctor because I'd, I'd, be I'd like, believe in it. hey, maybe you know something I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Stella turned to
0: me and said, well, I haven't really been feeling like myself. I've been tired, and I thought that maybe I just needed to get more rest, but you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go get checked out, and that was that. One of the things about me releasing what I needed to tell the person is that once it's done, I don't worry about it anymore. It's like I've done my job, and now I can have my peace back. I don't need credit for it. It's not for me. It's for the person. I'm just doing what God told me to do. I didn't think anything else about it. And about a week or so after delivering the message, I went for another leave of absence to stay with my mom in North Carolina for a couple of months. When I returned to LA in my job, I still hadn't thought much about Miss Stella. But then one day, my door to my office opens and she walks in. That's when I instantly realized, oh my goodness, I haven't seen her since then. She was completely bald. Miss Stella walked in, dropped her knees, and began to cry. You saved my life. In a moment, I didn't know what to say. A part of me just didn't understand what she meant.
2: Oh, wow. Well, it's good that she recognizes God directing her. I mean, that's what I believe. And I was about to say, oh, God works in mysterious ways. But I think we've talked about that before on the podcast is that it's like, you know, God can't do the work himself, so he has to send us to do it for him. Oh, you know what? I just
0: realized there's another page hidden that she emailed me in a separate, like, email. It's it's kind of continuing that last bit. So oh, it okay. says that the day you told me to get checked out, I did. They did blood work and everything, and I was in stage three cancer. Oh, wow. I lost it. I never imagined it could be cancer, she said. I went into radiation and chemo instantly, and because of you, I'm still here. I corrected her, no, it's not because of me, it's because God chose me as a vessel. I was only the messenger. God loves us so much that he uses others to speak to us.
2: So that's like exactly what you said. <laughs> How perfect. That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, not, that's really But funny. I think if you if you have a belief in God, I think everybody who has a belief in God believes that. Yeah. So... Damiana, thank you for emailing those to us. That, you know, I those think really I will good. have to check
0: out this book for
2: sure. Yeah, that was um, very interesting.
0: Yes. And again, just for those who maybe don't want to go back and listen again, it was Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown.
2: We can put that in the show notes too. Yes.
1: Yeah. So We're yeah. just giving you guys all sorts of recommendations today. Yeah, we are. Are you ready for me? I'm ready for you, Lex. Okay. So this dream was actually sent to me by my brother-in-law. So my husband, Sebastian's brother, his name is Santiago. And I, this stream is just so funny to me. Maybe it's because I know them, but I think you guys will get a kick out of it, too. Do tell. So Santiago says, my brother Sebastian and I bought a highway patrol vehicle. We got really excited about it because we've always been stupid and wanted to buy a cop car. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we were parked in our neighborhood area and there was a little neighborhood gathering happening. And Sebastian was in the passenger seat. I was in the driver's seat. And for some reason, I randomly had on a highway patrol uniform. Then Sebastian turned on the cop lights, and nearby I saw an off-duty officer. So I told Sebastian, hey, don't turn those lights on because there's a cop right there. So I flipped the light off, and then Sebastian looked me in the eye and immediately turned them back on. I said, Sebastian, don't do it. Don't turn on the lights. We're going to get caught. Sorry, I lost my (laughs) (laughs) spot. Then Sebastian started turning the light on and off, on and off, like a little kid playing with a button. And I said, knock it off. And at this point, we had already gotten the attention of the off-duty officer. And he said, hey, I need to talk to you officers over there. Come here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Sebastian, we're so screwed. Like, I look like I'm impersonating an officer. I have a uniform on. So the cop came up to us and asked if I was a cop. And I said no. And I got super scared. And Sebastian freaked out. And I ended up asking the cop to please just let us off with a warning. But he was like, you guys are impersonating an officer. I started begging him, please let us off with a warning. I told him he could take the cop car from us. We didn't want any more. We just just didn't want to get in trouble. And the cop was like, I'm so sorry. I can't do that. And then Sebastian started bawling and apologizing. (laughs) And I was so mad because he got me in so much trouble. He took... So the, the real cop... He took the car and the uniform and then he hands me a ticket and this ticket was an enormous piece of paper and he said that I received 1,500 citations. (laughs) (laughs) He started listing them off and he left and I was just sitting there with the ticket and I dropped to my knees and started crying and I was like, what the hell just happened to me? And he said waking up from that dream was probably the best relief of my life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would be mine too if
0: I got 15,000 citations. Yeah, he was
1: like... Uh, I remember well he told me about the dream in real life and then later I was like you have to like send that to me because that's hilarious and he said just in the dream he was like what do you mean I got
2: 1500 citations like what even are they like (laughs) (laughs) that is funny and if you yeah I agree with what you're saying like you know Sebastian just like taunting Santiago and like doing what he didn't want him to do.
1: Yeah, I can see it totally in like a sibling type Mm -hmm. way. Like there are plenty of things Tasha would be like, don't do that. And I would just like stare at her and immediately do Do it it. again. (laughs) And then she'd throw a plastic pear at my head. Um, Yeah. Now you guys are getting a little too literal. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fine. I only had that one
2: story for today. Well, thank you.
1: Santiago.
2: Santiago. Thank you. All right. So now... Back to me, Mama Don, and my tattoo guy. Yes. So today, I you're guess, the winner and the
1: loser. I know.
2: For our nap time story. Uh huh. And uh <laughs>
0: huh. Wait, should've...
1: wait. You know what that sound like uh huh, uh huh? What's that? What is it from? Uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, um, Winnie the Pooh. No. Um, what? <laughs> we don't I'm really
0: know. Really wanting you to guess. Okay. Um, you know the the little short for pixar mm-hmm. that they have at the beginning of monsters inc mm-hmm. and the birds like huh, 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 oh huh. yeah <laughs>
1: yes. what is they're like the short the, the birds. birds it gets oh, the on birds. the line and oh, they're the, pecking his legs
0: do, do. he goes huh, 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 huh. and so when he went uh-huh
1: that's you the first thing so i thought of
2: how you like can pick out <laughs> stuff like that i know but what I was going to say is I really shouldn't call him my tattoo guy. Oh, like, he's not he's mine. He's my not my property guy. or anything like oh, that. Oh, he's your guy. He's just an amazing tattoo artist that I have used and Tasha has used and Lexi has not well, used Well, we have yet. not used him. We paid him. Oh, for his, his talent. Yes. He has a tattoo. <laughs> we have been his canvas. Yes. And been happy about it. Yes. He's very, very, very talented. So anyway, um, you know, I mentioned on the podcast I had a tattoo a couple weeks ago. And so, of course, we were chatting about the podcast, and he told me that for 30 years he's been having a reoccurring dream. That is a long time. Yeah, so it started in his 20s. So if you do math, that means he's 50. (laughs) Um, It says, I have been having a reoccurring dream that I have been accused of killing someone and that the same cop is, ch- is chasing me down each time. I'm scared and I don't know how the person that was killed died or if I had really killed them. I have no idea who the cop is in my dream. Uh, he doesn't look familiar at all to me. After these dreams, I wake up scared and I feel guilty like I've killed somebody and that the cops are really after me and I'm going to go to jail. And also every time I have these dreams, the next day just really sucks. That like It sucks. just affects him and his mood and he carries it through the next day.
0: Yeah, it's like those days you have and you're just kind of like, dude, this day is so off. Like, mm-hmm. I hate this day.
2: You know when they say you woke up you woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I believe in that. Like I have days where I definitely woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> So I looked up just reoccurring dreams because we haven't done an episode about reoccurring dreams, although I'm sure we will. Reoccurring dreams meaning symbolize strange dream themes that happen frequently and quite repetitively in someone's life. They keep coming back and signify stress, anxiety, unresolved conflicts, trauma, and lack of emotional healing. So I went and interpreted this dream, pulling out the things uh, that I could look up Uh, The first one was um, being accused of killing someone, which symbolizes new beginnings or growth. Uh, Being chased reflects non-integrated aspects of your evolving identity currently in conflict. Uh, The police in a dream occurs when one aspect of your evolving identity is challenged by a critic or the patrolling aspect of your psyche. And having no memory or forgetting the attack would show your anxiety about having so much on your plate that you may fail to remember the important things. So for my research, it seems that all of these things point to anxiety about a change going on in life. Uh, dreams like these seem to correlate with moving, divorcing, or making significant changes in our identity. And it seems that since these dreams started, you know, around 20, um, that, you know, that's a time in your life when, Most people are kind of separating from their parents and starting to live their life on their own. And maybe they might even be choosing to live life in a way that their parents maybe wouldn't approve of or just making different choices. Uh, So it just made me think that maybe that's what's been going on like over these 30 years. Like anytime he gets to a point in his life where he may have to make a big decision or something is like changing, you know, a job or changing, you know, something changing in a relationship that these you know, dream might pop up as just showing that anxiety.
0: That's just like, in a way, kind of like every time I get sick, I have the very, very similar reoccurring dream. So maybe every time he in
2: life, like you said, is a big change or whatever, he just has the same reoccurring dream. Yeah, that would be my guess. So he'll have to let me know when he listens to this if he thinks that that's correct or not.
1: Let us know.
2: And I did want to do a shout out to him. So uh, this guy, his name's Neil Omi, O-H-M-I-E. And his in, he has Instagram, so just it's just Neil, N-E-I-L-O-H-M-I-E. Right now, he's close to new people because he's just so popular. He's not accepting new canvases. Yes, so, but that doesn't mean that that'll always be the case. So go follow him if you're in Utah or anywhere. I, I would totally fly to have him do a tattoo just because um, he's that good. I basically did. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, you waited till you came back from North Carolina to have him do your tattoo. I followed him on Instagram for a year, messaged him what I wanted and like my ideas,
0: waited a whole year before I could fly out back moving here to Utah, and then scheduled with him, I think, like six months after I'd gotten back to Utah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so good job. I'll put that in the show notes too. (laughs) Everything is in the show notes. I almost wanted to to sing a show tune about show notes. Show but I don't.
0: notes, show notes. We love, we love the show
2: notes. We're going to put it in
0: the show notes for you. Perfect. And you can read our show, show notes.
2: notes. Oh, <laughs> they both looked at me like I was supposed to know what to say and I did it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this nap time episode. We love y'all and we're glad that you came and listened.
1: Make sure that if you want to be included in one of our nap time episodes that you send your dreams and stories to dead to podcast at gmail.com. So join us next time for a naptime story. Bye. Bye.